0: hi we're going to be covering a lot of things in the coming weeks specifically succession and yellow jackets so definitely tune into our feed and check us out for all of your tv needs
1: Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. We are in three different locations. We're in Coruscant. We're in, you know, all sorts of different places actually. We're in, we're in right in the New Republic. And I am right here with my main co-star, the Bo-Katan to my double because i I'm not going to claim her. It's
0: <laughs> Oh Wow. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Hi people. I'm still here, still kicking. And, uh, yeah, I've been managing to dodge pirates, whom I promised you would become a thing this season. I wasn't sure how long they would last. I wasn't sure how much of an issue they'd be, though I think that, you know, we haven't quite seen the last of them since that idiot Vane escaped. But yes, I knew that Gorian Shard, um, would come back with the rest of his people to terrorize Navarro. I'm just surprised it took him this long then again, it makes me wonder, has it just actually not been that long? And we've just been away in other places for too long? Or does time flow differently on all these different planets? Hard to say. Um I feel like that's a bit too, um, you know, quantum physics for this conversation. But, you know, yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been some time. We can just say that for, from our own, from our own perspective, it's been a few episodes. And uh yeah, now we get to see how these people are dealing with the pirates, um, what the pirates are planning to do to them, and what it takes to kind of stay loyal to your own. So what did you think of the episode as a whole, Priscilla?
1: I first, I've got to get this one out of the way because it was sitting in my spirit. To see Zeb.
0: In your spirit, okay. To
1: see Zeb Mad. in live action. Oh, The rubble part of me was like, I got, I, I got my football back. I, I got my people back. I just needed to see that Ezra. was just for you. It was just for me. The worst thing is, yeah, if you, I'm going to actually try and find a tweet when this episode does drop. I remember uh, when Obi-Wan Kenobi show. When I did doing the promo for it around this time of year, last year, for Obi-Wan Kenobi, and um, Hayden Christensen said that he'd been watching Rebels, and I was like, I remember I deliberately made a joke on oh, maybe his favourite character is Zeb. This is how far deep I am in with Zeb. He's my favourite character in the Star Wars animated universe put it that way so to see him alive but he looks Mm -hmm. brilliant he looks amazing i was not expecting them to nail it like that but i just had to get my excitement of seeing my man uh, out there
0: i I did think it was a little interesting you know because um a lot of the people we see in star wars that aren't human have like these puppet heads right Mm. they they don't move too much their mouths don't really do anything i it's it's like they deliberately go with this Old school lo-fi technology hasn't caught up yet. Look right from the from from the seventies and eighties, right? But instead, for this person, we actually see a moving mouth. We see um, we see actual tracking. I don't know if they did rotoscoping to make that happen, but I think it looked fairly natural. Like it was, it was just the only reason it was jarring was because at least well, not too jarring, but it was it did feel a little bit different to me. And I think the only reason for that is because that's just not what were used to getting in star wars not because necessarily it was it was bad or like anyway i think it was i think it was actually f- quite fine on some level it might have even been better than what they did with luke skywalker um there he are still sh- the, you know that million yeah million, there's, still a, there's still a whole cohort of people that want them to just recast luke skywalker I've instead of just, using honestly, mark hamill's young face
1: call, why did they not call sebastian stan i sebastian never i never go on fan casting stuff. But the the Sebastian Stan thing made you look exactly like him. you will be able to act in this in the hmm. same way. You've got I've the gravity to do it. Yeah, so I remember kept saying it, and I'm like, yeah, why did they not call him or call like um, if they didn't want to do Sebastian Stan? What's the guy's name who plays Ramsay Bolton in Game of Thrones? You in um, Rion. You and Rion. Yeah, like call someone who has a similar look to what Interesting. Mark Campbell did and those two people Mm -hmm. are two people who could handle it and just give it to them to do and then or maybe have mark hamill dub if that's like have mark hamill actually speak and then just have them Mm -hmm. just be the actual do you mean because i don't mind if you recast luke skywalker and i'm still hearing mark hamill that's fine yeah but like I That'd don't be know why
0: did I feel like they would probably do one or the other because even though they're Disney, um, corporations don't stay corporations by spending unnecessary money that they feel that they can't recoup. So they're probably not gonna want to pay someone on the level of Sebastian Stan or one of their own and still be paying a powerhouse like Mark Hamill for his voice. just you, you Sebastian
1: know, Stan. They, they they, To be fair, cute. they
0: can afford it. I don't even know what I'm saying. They can afford it. Yeah, they can yeah. afford
1: it. You big, big money. <laughs> you can afford it. Like, I've seen those Star Wars um, stuff they've got at Disneyland. It's, they're raking in cash. People are spending thousands of euros in those places. Like, you've got the money. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to ever see what I saw in Season 2 of Mandalorian ever again. Let that be the last time that I ever see anything like that. Because that way, that thing... Because in Boba Fett, it wasn't too bad. But in that scene in Mando, I will never forget the way the face was moved. It was like it was an, an oasis. Was it's actually crazy
0: that? because I, I, I... Maybe I was too busy just thinking about the fact that oh they they're really bringing Luke Skywalker here right. I didn't think too deeply about it.
1: Once you see it, you can't unsee I mean, it. Y-
0: yeah, I guess. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really thinking. Oh, this looks weird. I guess. To, in my head, I guess I was like, oh, this is weird that they're actually doing this. I wasn't thinking too deeply about the the actual look. But hey, you know, it is yeah, what it is. We're
1: going to lose some. But in regards to the episode, um, thought it was. It was actually, first it was Peter Ramsey. Well done. You got his Star Wars gig. Well done. (laughs) He deserves it. Uh, For those who don't know, he did into the Spider-Verse. So if you loved up, you know, your man Miles Morales or the kid Miles Morales, unless you're of age, you can say that about him, i.e. being 17, 16, um, then great. Um, But he directed this episode. And you can actually tell, to be honest, because the way he tied in all the different storylines Perfectly, because I think I was reading a review of the episode that nailed it perfectly that Jon Favreau has this way of shooting The Mandalorian previously to the season, and the directors involved in terms of the way the vision of the show is, is that it's very singular, as very singular character viewpoint depending on what the um, episode, what character the episode's based around. So if it's based around Grogu, it's very singularly based on Grogu, if it's on Grogu Katan or Din or whoever it is. Whereas this episode, you were tying in so many different perspectives and so many different storylines that obviously Peter Ramsey knows what he's doing because his entire film was literally in a multiversal film, essentially, um, mm-hmm. which I think he did brilliantly. We went into different places. I didn't feel like we missed a beat in any place we were in. I didn't think we are in any place for too long or too little of a time. Um, I think, well, I think the first storyline, I think... Um, being the the first part of the episode with our man Carl Weathers, um <laughs> in there and i think it was quite interesting to see the i think the that my sister what's her name the the betrayer the one who's working for gideon oh what's her name what
0: i don't even remember name? her name but every time i see her i'm just like oh god
1: <laughs> but Do you see how she i told you told y'all niggas and when she said oh i don't think they signed a charter uh for the new no, uh,
0: the thing is why would she show up just to say that just like, to say that line? Like, this this lady's agenda is deep, it's, she's <laughs> it's working really for
1: deep. i promise you we're gonna be here in two three weeks and she's in case with that man because obviously for those who don't if for the recap um uh, what happened was um, they needed help because of the pirates obviously came back they wanted to mash things up he's like rah I need help from the New Republic he calls my man Tiva Tiva's like cool he goes with Zeb shout out Zeb and they go off to the New Republic and they're trying to convince the colonel to let them obviously you know, bring aid because they're on their own they're sending in the outer rim all this this is happening the Republic are like no kind of don't want to help they're being basically Tony Blair England uh, whereas they're trying to be Jeremy Corbyn England for those you, if you're into politics, and gave you a good little New Labour, Right Labour thing, and then then you get my lady. I always forget her name, but she's the betrayer.
0: Her name is Ella.
1: Ella. There Ella go. Kane,
0: or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Ella Kane. Yeah, something like there that. There we go.
1: So she comes in, and she basically says that she doesn't want to provide. We shouldn't provide them help because they haven't signed the charter to join the re- New Republic. Because they actually technically hadn't. Whereas the New Republic's whole if you remember when we obviously, we, you know, when everyone got defeated and we created the new world, the whole argument was we're going to be different from the, the, the empire. We're going to be different from the order. And that's when Tiva actually made the correct point. You sound like your old bosses. We're not meant to be like that anymore. If anyone needs aid, they should be able to receive aid. And the colonel tried to dismiss it saying you're judging it's her. It's so her crazy boss. how
0: the bureaucracy just lives on I in just, different skin.
1: I was literally watching this and I'm like, so you're, and then she, what did she say? or they should be able to, they have to suffer the consequences. So I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, this like, is, someone So you
0: know, maybe that's how they grew, and it's like, what? what? She, she said it so casually, she was just like, oh.
1: Like, I'm going to put it to you in a way that's going to make sense for general views. Imagine, like, think of an imaginary country, and then you've got one, like, let's say London, right? And you've got one borough of London or, or Canada or wherever, that's suffering, like it's in the pits. You get the local um, government for that specific part of the country or the city you're from who goes to the main government and says we're destitute nothing's going on here like da 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 and they say you know what you tough right you handle it <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine like that's the equivalent like you tough crazy. right
0: crazy do you know
1: how bad that is and what made it worse the colonel was like oh you're judging on our Park. are you hearing what my man's saying like <laughs> she basically said leave the to them for themselves I'm calling the police! 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 <laughs> she needs to be. She needs to be brainwashed because this is some Darth. This this is Vader crap that she was coming out with. Like this is giving Palpatine is back in the room. It's giving Gideon has never left your system. Like I don't know what you thought about it because I was watching that and I was getting so angry. I was so infuriated and I felt so bad for Tiva because I think it's a part and parcel of the whole thing. Like you can be a good person, but then bureaucracy will always kill you. It's that like people who go into like social mm-hmm. work and teaching and all these vocational things where you go in to help people and then you get damned by the bureaucracy, those jobs involve? So I felt so sorry for him. I thought oh Then obviously then obviously we could discuss what he does afterwards with the Mando with the Mandalorians, but yeah, what did you think? About Ella. About everything. The whole spiel. Yeah, Ella.
0: Ella's a problem. Um <sighs> Tiva, I, I have to respect the guy. You know, I used to think there's a time when I thought maybe he was going to be a bit of a nuisance, but the man is just trying to do his job and he's actually trying to help people. Like he, he flew really far just to ask for aid in person and they didn't ignore him. They just refused him. Right. And that's crazy Then he goes to, you know, the Mandalorian covert to talk to Din. like, hey, your friend needs help. I can't do this alone. Obviously, I can't go help you. I'm not even authorized. But well, you should know that they need help. So the Mandalorians went and like took that place back, which obviously is a far f- f- cry from how things went down for them in season one. Um when they ended up getting chased out of that place. It's been it's been pretty difficult. So them choosing to go back there is is in, is, is definitely interesting. Um the fact that Paz Vizla endorsed it was also interesting to me. I thought he was coming up to
1: <laughs> to, say <that. laughs>
0: to say like why should we go there? But he's like, Nope, we backed Dinjarin. So I'm like, okay. Okay, and you know, is just—he's just trying to mind his business, to be honest. So, um, even at the end, and I know we'll get to this later, but even at the end, when um, Katan is brought out in front of everybody huh. with a new role, let's just say it like that. Now, um, he is kind of cool with it. He's not feeling overshadowed or whatever because he doesn't really want stress. He just wants to raise Grogu in peace. Um, and yeah, now they have like a great um, tract of land. That's going to be really good for them. It's nice to have them live, live out in the open. I do trust that um, Tiva isn't going to reveal their location. I, the, I, the only way it would happen is if it gets tortured out of him. But yeah, I, I think it's, I think they probably... There's a part of me that's like, they probably should just stay at that planet where they've been having the covert. Like They should just chill there because oh, yeah. like, it is secretive. No, no, nobody will find them. Um, Whereas Navarro, Teva, you're, right, well,
1: you're right where the trouble is
0: yeah people because people are always coming to Navarra, right it's they want to be a trading center so you get a lot of traffic so if you want to live in secret you should probably stay um in you know griswold or wherever that place is to to have to have that like that sense of like covert living but then i, I on on the other hand as i've established many times this season that place is dangerous that place is too dangerous. <laughs> so maybe it's for the best. You don't need to get to drastic plot characters. Honestly, man, I just yeah, just let them live. I think we just make it a situation where um you know they don't like they don't interact with people from like in the people from Navarro. Um maybe like they do trade or they have somebody come and meet them at like a specified location so that most people who arrive there won't know that there are Mandalorians living on Navarro. Let the Mandalorians just have their own land um, on the planet and, like, you know, stay. But now, based on what the armorer said, and where Boca Tain is supposedly going, it seems like they're just going to have um, a, a tiny bit more than a simple tract of land on Navarro. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Let me go into my the armorer thing. <laughs> That's an op. Yeah. You made uh, Din.
0: The, the armor is an op
1: she's an Me, They're an Me. You made Din feel like he committed a cardinal sin, right? By mm-hmm. the removal of his helmet.
0: Now when she asked her to do that, I was like, is this a trap? Is this a trick? Like, <laughs> is this some kind of test? You
1: made my man feel like he needed to walk through the river Jordan. Literally the star wars version of it to Whoa. cleanse himself of this cardinal sin bear in mind he was saving a family, which is the whole point of you guys has existed the main thing you guys do this little woman comes in and you're like you know what babes take off the hell are you dumb are you dumb because <laughs> i was watching it yeah and i was feeling envious for din because hmm. this is I'm gonna actually, you know what? For everyone who's watching this, listen to this. Listen to both the Ted Lasso thing and, and ours. This is giving me Nate in season two. What? Oh, wait. <laughs> walk with me. 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 In the sense okay, of I'm that. Okay, I'm still here. The way, like the way it's set up, everything with Bo- Bo-Katan, Tan, right? Tell us what she's uh-huh. doing. I don't trust her. As the chosen yeah, one, yeah, I don't trust her
0: because
1: hmm. I've always believed. Like, I don't mind there being a chosen one um, element because.
0: Well, yeah, of course you're an Anakin fan.
1: <laughs> I was even gonna say Aang in Avatar or like in Dragon Ball with Go Goku and stuff. I don't mind there being uh-huh. a chosen one. It's not, you know, there's there ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, obviously, Neo in the Matrix. Like, I don't mind. I don't mind the whole appeal of being a chosen one. But I don't agree with the way that she's secretly pushing Bo-Katan to a position. Do you know what I mean, because I feel like Bo-Katan hasn't, I love her, but I don't feel like she's earned her structure. You know I mean, because I don't trust, I don't fully trust her to lead Mandalore. Like I trust her in a leadership position, but I don't trust her. I mean,
0: she has before. She has right? before, but I don't. F- she, she's the one person with experience We've with experience that. that, yeah. And she's of the quote unquote royal family.
1: I don't want them to get married, but it's like the whole Daenerys and Jon Snow thing where you're like, maybe the preferred yeah, option.
0: Yeah, I was, I, was, I was just about to say that. the preferred like, option is... It's, the- it's, it's going with my metaphor from a few episodes ago, right? Where I, yeah, I said it. Yeah, because... Like, there's, there's a Daenerys and there's Jon's a Jon. Daenerys is of royal background. Din maybe is of... Uh, well, and Jon is of, you know, some kind of noble background that nobody knows, quite, knows about really. And there are people who want... You know, this new leader with charisma, with care, with skill to take over. And then there's the sect of people who want the Daenerys type with the family name and, yeah. you know, the right brand to come in and like begin again or continue from where things left so off. So just, clearly the armorer has made, made her a stand. stand with the Daenerys type.
1: That's what right? I don't agree with I wonder about. Because like, this yeah. is my thing is that... It'd be fair if she was given both of those the same credence. If she didn't tell bo to take her helmet off and didn't treat her with the level of she has, then fair enough. You're being equal. But to do it behind his back... And what makes was Rando Mando still doesn't know about the Mythosaur thing, which makes this even worse.
0: That is true. Like,
1: if like
0: that is true. imagine
1: me, I know something like, for example, okay, you love, obviously you love like, uh, I'm trying to think. Like you love, like um, what would you call it the animated series like the Clone Wars, right? So imagine I found out that mm-hmm. Dave Filoni is doing another season of it, and I didn't tell you.
0: Yeah. So imagine yeah, that, I held that, that, w- that to myself,
1: suck. right? And then you found out
0: that, that from sad. someone else. And it turns it turns out that you. Knew I knew the this full whole time, time,
1: and I didn't tell you. You'd want to kill me.
0: Right, <laughs> you the the meme of Leia shouting, "What?
1: Answer, yeah." <laughs> um. Like,
0: but yeah that that, that it, would be sad i mean i, I get where you're coming yeah, from and i don't know how he's gonna find out but i'm pretty sure he will at some point because it's
1: rattling me that has to happen ra- right exactly it's rattling me so much because for me like din's like going oh you know like, it's the whole john thing you know john kept saying she's my queen she's my queen she's my queen she's my queen you're, you're my, queen. my queen even though he, and for me i still hold <laughs> Oh, if i still got gay i'm gonna get rattled oh, agon targaryen, nice targaryen did not end up on the iron throne yay that's a conversation for a different day, but I feel like someone, and I think it'll be Paz actually, is gonna tell Din like, and he will be the one to tell him. You do not see what's going on here. You're the one with the dark saber. It shows you. You're, and also he's got a weapon in his art in his armor that no one else has. He's got his son. He has Jedi Jedi mind tricks. He's in with the Jedi. You know what I mean, like he's like you're literally watching your supposed power. Going away because I feel like he may. I don't know how they're gonna work out the conflict because I think they're breeding up to a conflict between Bokatan and Din, whether it ends in this season or it expands into another season. Because if I'm Din, like
0: yeah, I just hope I just hope it's not contrived. I I hope it's like something natural where they come up with this conflict themselves due to an actual clash of beliefs. If there must be a conflict, I don't want it to be something where like it's just thrust upon them by the sake of writing um yeah or just for the intent of like someone else like the armor exactly or even past Vizla. because
1: i would want it to be well you know when she's trying to find the people and then he finds out about the mythosaur thing he finds out like the armor so- supporting her like but it's him finding out all this information if it's that mm-hmm. then i'll fully believe everything he's saying because he has every right to be angry because you can't come in or if she Did a Una reverse card and said I only use this to position myself to get myself into position of power, which is fair enough. I think anyone smart and worth their salts would do that. And if he then found out why she was like what she was doing, like she was basically doing like what um, Ella is doing in the New Republic. If she's doing that, Mm -hmm. that's a good juxtaposition. But if she was doing, if they're if they're both doing that, if she's doing that and he finds out, then that's a valid reason to get angry because i don't think we've ever seen din in a position where he's actually been test it's like the position john was in and remember in season five when he got killed by all them like by my men and that little kid ollie and then season six he had game
0: of thrones spoilers everybody oh. but yes i do remember
1: oh it's been years it's man fine. most people it's, have
0: seen that by it's this been point years, yeah man. it's actually been
1: it's been too this
0: much- year will make it Eight years since, since that, that happened. happened and also, books have so. been out for even
1: more years. Like, get with the program, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. It's, it's fine. like
1: me saying, oh, um, like, what's a Lord of the Rings spoiler I can throw in here that's going to ruin people's lives? Gandalf, Gandalf, <laughs> like, Gandalf <laughs> dies and he stops becoming Gandalf the oh Grey becomes Gandalf the White. There we go. I've ruined people's Interesting. lives. Interesting. Mm. But um, I think. Din's like sort of that position John was in, where John was like, Oh right, like I actually need to like I need to actually bump my authority. I think it would be very interesting, narrative-wise, to see Din in a position where he has to put his foot down. Sort of like what happened with Ted Lasso with Ted, where you have to put your foot down and you've actually got to say, like when he did with Jamie in season in the first season, when he really shouted at Jamie, you know, he did the whole practice, practice, right? Like um with AI. Um, if It'd be very interesting to see Din in that position because we've never seen him in that position before. And I kind of want to see it mm-hmm. because he's so well-developed, but that's the only part of him I've not seen. He's so even killed that I'm intrigued to see how he'd actually react to it and respond to it.
0: It's a fair point. Yeah, I'd want to see that too, for sure. Um, I wonder how he would respond to actual power being
1: taken from him, quote-unquote,
0: thrust yeah. upon him or, yeah, or taken from him, you know, so... So yeah, we it's something it's something we're gonna have to to wait for. Um, in terms of you know visuals, um, how did the episode do in your opinion? And you know what do you have to say about the the pirates?
1: Pirates, man.
0: Because I mean, I guess because there was there was a lot of visual stuff. I think that was done well in terms of the you know just ships taking off and landing, yeah. <laughs> ships hovering in the air, the pirate ship just do, doing what it was doing. The, the snub fighters coming out of the pirate ship, you know, just those, those aerial battles, all that stuff. Even the, you know, the blaster shots on the on ground when the Mandalorians were fighting the, the, the pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, the armor having skill, like just all these things were, I think, done pretty interestingly. They even showed them flying through hyperspace and having a conversation between the two ships um, with like their little hover FaceTime technology. And I thought that was, um, that was kind of fun. So I think visually everything went in well. The fact that in world those visuals are tied into technology as well. For um, for example, um, Tiva needed a viewer to to see that message.
1: Even the little right. message you so felt it like made, layer Leia, like the whole princess Leia sort of little thing they did. Yeah, yeah.
0: you know the yeah, like the fact that it, I think stuff like that grounds you in the world pretty well because it's like yeah, here's a disc. where I can't just view it. Like I need a device for that, and that makes sense because that's how it is in our own world. So so yeah, like it, it's probably that th- there's probably something more advanced. That would enable him to see it, but um, he probably doesn't have that. And the viewer he uses in that bar is different from the one that's used by Dude in the the New Republic. So there's there's, there's quite a lot happening there. But yeah, visually, what did you think? Pirate-wise, what do you think? Is this the end of us seeing those characters? It
1: looked incredible. It looked amazing. No complaints from me. Um, I thought the pirates looked insane. They annoyed me. I hate them so much. Okay. But I thought I, I quite like the look of them too. I would too. Like, I, I wanted to beat them up.
0: Yeah, you know, I I, th- I think they're portrayed well enough.
1: Like, they do a good. They're a good heel. Like in WWE, they would be good heels because they were annoying me. And I'm like, if I'm like my man, I'm I'm like, okay, I need to punch you. Like someone, someone's punch needs to be thrown here. Because why you come back to disturb by peace? Like again,
0: hmm.
1: Like you've come back again um but i thought visually it was amazing i think peter ramsey did a brilliant job i was intrigued i was intrigued to see how he was going to handle it because um star wars obviously is massively different to what he's been doing before um but he handled it really 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 well it reminded me of like you remember when bryce dallas howard was directing some of the episodes in boba fair and um mando and how visually insane yeah. that's what it sort of reminded me of um you always felt very grounded in the universe you didn't feel like you were anywhere else um felt like I was sucked in um and yeah I just thought yeah I think Navarro looked amazing actually to be honest the New Republic obviously we've seen what the New Republic had looked like before already in Coruscant but I think Navarro looks incredible especially the High Majesty's um office and stuff that looked insane it might be a bit of full Ragnarok actually like what it looked like a little bit it was yeah Interesting. it looked a little bit
0: I didn't make that connection, but yeah, that, that's interesting. I was looking
1: at it, I'm like, Oh, this reminds me of Thor Ragnarok a little bit. I was trying to wrap my brain of what it visually reminded me of. And I was like, oh Thor Ragnarok. Um like, it reminded me a bit of that. But or like um, in In One, obviously, when you were in um the organa's palace, in it. But yeah, it was it was really, really good actually. I really, really loved the visuals of it. It's so it's an episode I'd watch again for visually, if I'm gonna be completely honest
0: any final thoughts
1: i just went in tonight i'm ready if he wants me to back the beef i'm backing the beef (laughs) because i'm not i'm beefing now she took off her helmet that everything i was fine with everything else she she told her to take off her helmet then i was like yeah it's beef forever now
0: it's like why why like of all the things that could happen i I had to hand it to the show so far like some of these episodes like i've I mean, seeing things online where people are like, oh, maybe this, this one episode is dragging or, or this move by this character doesn't make sense. Things like that, you know. But I think the one thing nobody can deny is that this season, the episodes have just been bringing out these curveballs. Like, the episodes have managed to kind of like, the endings of the episodes anyway, have managed to do a good job of surprising us in a very natural way that makes sense. So, so, so yeah, I, I have to give them that because I really did not see the whole take off your helmet thing coming. I was like, okay, even with that, what is the logic there? Okay, so she, you're saying she can go and bring other Mandalorians to the cause and then everybody can go and retake Mandalore. Cool. But like, why does her helmet need to be off to do that? Is it so people will trust her or so people will see who she is and be like, oh, this is actually Bo-Katan Kree's. Um, that's the only way I can think about it so this is like okay people can see that it's actually her and then they unite behind her name the way Daenerys expected people to unite behind her name they didn't
1: <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> they almost did but oh well sorry I'm sorry oh sorry. well
1: oh I hate I'm bad I hate I'm so bad
0: yeah clearly I mean it's fine don't hide your biases from the people they can see through you huh <sighs> wow
1: do you know what? it was a good episode i can't lie it was a good episode it was a very good episode i agree i was really happy with it
0: looking forward to the rest of it um yeah there are three episodes left this season so we'll see how it's going um as the weeks come in definitely stay um locked to the to the feed for everyone who wants to find out what we think about what's going on but for now we're gonna hand it over to the guys at richmond
1: adios guys
0: adios hello
2: my name is chinidu and today i have with me imano yet again we're here to talk about all things ted lasso imano how are you doing
3: doing good doing good doing good excited good episode good episode yeah
2: i really enjoyed this one
3: fantastic feast
2: (laughs) fantastic feast for real i really enjoyed this one um there's so many places to start from really um I think I want to start from the line that uh, Roy said to Krim. You ever think your book would be a yeah. fucking fairy tale? I was telling you in the last episode. <laughs> I was telling you in the last episode. Now they're in Europa League places, fifth place. What are they cooking?
3: No, I said they were, they were third at the end
2: of Oh, the yeah, episode. I think they were third at the end of the like episode. Level on points. Yeah, of, exactly.
3: Level on points of United. Yeah. But um, I've <laughs> Yeah, I sound like I sound like all these Arsenal hitters, but <laughs> I haven't faced anybody yet. It's just, it's just it's just seven games. I haven't faced anybody yet.
2: Oh my god! But well but,
3: but let's let's see let's see what's going on, Shah. But um, no, like you know <laughs> that montage of their win streak was bad. But that's Zaba's first goal halfway line, dream goal, <laughs> man, man. I couldn't laugh too much. Uh, you know, you can't laugh at people considering from kick-off too much. <laughs> after, <laughs> after, after all we caught.
2: Oh, my God. Nah, he 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 started off with the dream goal, scored some scorchers in the next six matches. You can't ask for your signing to have a better start than that, can you?
3: Yeah, nah, you can't, to be honest. It was like, it was mad. But like, when he... <laughs> His unveiling was too funny. He's <laughs> when they unveiled him the guy was just <laughs> He's
2: he's going to be a very interesting character this season. Yeah. I think I even it's funny because I expected Roy of all people to to probably be the biggest like standoff person to Zava, but he seems to be one of the people that even respects him the most. Maybe you know that professional respect. Like, yeah. you know, I've played ball and this is someone that I, I see at the yeah. highest level.
3: But yeah, I think it's also because, you know, obviously Roy is based on Roy Keane. And like, you know, Roy Keane believed in like, like, for example, he defended Ronaldo to the last. Like, he's not here about all this teamwork makes the dream work. If you are good, you are good. So I believe like that's how Roy feels in general yeah. as well. Like he appreciates hard work and stuff, but in his mind, it's like, look, a star is a star. Yeah. Um... As long as he and to be fair, like Zalva wasn't doing anything like to undermine people, if that makes sense. Like it was almost like he was just charming, <laughs> which is very. Are you sure he
2: wasn't doing anything to undermine people? He that that formation board that he drew that he drew up. Sorry.
3: No, no, that, yeah, no, but like, but like in terms of he wasn't being like a prima donna of that kind of thing. Of like he wasn't coming out and being like, oh. You know, you guys are all this, like, oh, he's not talking to the people on the team, all these
2: types oh, of yeah, things. Oh, yeah. Like, I, okay. It
3: was almost like the way, in a weird way, he like galvanized them. Yeah. Like, see how he spoke to Ted and all these guys. He made people feel good about themselves. Kind oh, of yeah. Things. True, is true, weird. true. Um, he wasn't like a narcissist of like, oh, me, 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 but like, he was actually making people feel good about themselves. Like, the team liked how people having him around, all these types of things. Yeah. So, I feel like, It might be a honeymoon phase, there and, like, it'll just blow up at the end. But, yeah. Yeah,
2: I'm wondering how long it'll it'll last, but I think you mentioned some good points there. Like, when he came into... or no. When Rebecca and Keely and... uh, I think it was Ted that came in with them to the office, he was appreciating everyone's job. Like, he called... um, What's the director of football's name again? Called him the glue... Uh, um, so yeah, yeah he called him the glue and when he came into the dressing room you know like even in football like you know a lot of footballers always respect the kit man like the person that you know him yeah. to he came in and he was it's like this one. is the most important person like i play for you so maybe zava yeah. is not all bad so all these types of things yeah, yeah you never maybe under- zava is not all bad but <laughs> <laughs> even as we're speaking of zava I know you mentioned something very interesting in the last episode where you said that Jamie would see the mirror held up to him and true to form, you were right.
3: (laughs) But like, no, I liked the Jamie thing. I also liked that scene with Jamie coming to complain to Ted and then Beard was in the room. And he was like, oh, it's ironic that Jamie is (laughs) complaining about (laughs) it. Jamie was like, actually, it's (laughs) hypocritical. I was like, Wow. Who gave this guy a dictionary? Who actually gave this guy a dictionary?
2: <laughs> no, nah, I love that. The scene. fact
3: that Teddy asked Teddy Teddy asked bears like, is he right? It's <laughs>
2: like, bro, you should know this even yourself. <laughs> even couldn't like chop the L. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was wild, man.
3: It was actually wild.
2: Oh my god! I
3: was like, bro, when he stopped at the door and he said it, I was like, whoa, who is this? What have you done? Yeah, with that? Like, yeah, because. Nah.
2: yeah now jamie's Jamie's probably probably my favorite person so far this season, and even like his motivations for i mean he came off as probably being jealous, but you can see that it's yeah. even pushing him to want to be better still like yeah i'm 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 even saying wanting to be better professionally, and it seems like personally as well like you know he came in and he said yeah. this person is only about the team, we've got a good thing going on here um and you know roy i think roy him and roy will have a good friendship this this season i f- i feel like that's yeah. something that i could see happening um like he'll probably be, yeah. be roy will probably be the person that he confides in and talks to like probably the most and Roy will probably be the one person that will be on his side this season which is funny considering you know they dated the same person so yeah, history. <laughs> yeah exactly the history
3: but like, I think, I think also because like, you know, I say like how the show is always about like imposters yeah and stuff. And I feel like J- Jamie felt like an imposter of like, on what I've been acting like the best guy the in the team. D. I'm number one, top dog. Yeah. Like, big f- he then realized like, you know, I've actually been doing big fish and small yeah. point kind of yeah. thing. Like, obviously, Man City and stuff been yeah. though, and he's doing big fish here. But it's like, bro, I'm actually an imposter. When this guy yeah in, it's like, I'm actually not good enough to be the best guy. Yeah, candidate. yeah. And the great thing is always how you react to it. And like, obviously by the end of the episode, it's like, no, I ought to be better than that guy. And you know, it's what we talk about in football all the time of like, you know, you want to raise the, the 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 ceiling in the squad of like, you guys should see this guy, I want to be like him kind of thing. Sometimes it doesn't work as well. Sometimes they're like, ah, this guy has destroyed our chemistry. Yeah. You know, But like, but like, you know, from what Jamie, how Jamie was reacting, it was like, no, he wants to, Hit that level, and hopefully he does. And that'll probably motivate someone else to be like, Yo, these guys are on a different level. I need to catch up and stuff. And it's like, Yeah, well, so weird to see them dropping Jimmy back into, the yeah. Field. I was like,
2: Yeah, how long do you see them riding this high for?
3: Yeah, I think the bubble, but I, th- I think they lose to West Ham. Oh, uh, I think that's where everything comes crashing. That was, <laughs> I was like, isn't that? I think that's their next fixture now.
2: Is it? I, I haven't. Think something.
3: I think it's something like that they are cooking. Yeah, I think they are cooking like that L to West Ham, and it's just.
2: Phew. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. Yeah, now I do see it. Like obviously, I said I think they would achieve something special this season, but it felt too good to be true, and I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a very big anti-climax that's around the corner, yeah, waiting for that. I
3: feel like that's the kind of thing that will sting. That'll like proper thing and go down. Yeah. Because if they just lose to any random team, it's like, okay, cool, we've been winning. But like, West Ham will just be like, bro, what do you think of Paul Messon's coming <laughs> And
2: what's the other guy? I like, no, this, honestly, like, this season has been giving me some little, little, very little, like, nuggets that I've just been nibbling on. <laughs> The Paul cameo <laughs> cameo was brilliant. Uh, even the um, Ah Wonder Banton Noah last song coming up. Like I had to. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally yeah, had yeah. to pause the episode and be like, oh,
2: "Is my music playing in the background or something?" Like I was like, "Nah, yeah, this is." Yeah,
3: I was like, Omah. "This is I was like... I was like, "Afrobeats to the world," <laughs> and then after, like, it was in that same that it was like oh the Isaac that talking about moi, moi yeah moi so moi ima, you know what ima, I'm not a moi person I have person a very important per question per
2: for you ah that beats my important question I was gonna say what's the best moi, moi you've had I
3: was gonna say yeah I'm not very, I'm not a Moimoi moi person per se I do believe that I'm not say something contrary. please but yeah you know if, if you, know, you know you know there's there's Egg moi, moi crew and there's Fish moi, moi
2: crew oh my god please don't where, tell where me do Egg moi, moi come on I'm cultural eggs. Yes. Jesus Christ! Why are you having fish? My guys
3: are Ghanaian. You guys are, ga- are <laughs> Ghanaian, man. You chop. If you want to chop boiled egg? Chop it to your chest. Why are you running egg? My <laughs> It
2: brings it brings it it brings something different to the table. Why is there fish in my my You
3: guys, you guys are closets. <laughs> We're here for the protein.
2: Aren't we all brothers and sisters? Anyway, Jesus. But <laughs> but um,
3: but yeah, but like but like sorry all i wanted to say was that what i liked about that scene as well was that you know yes they are talking about nigeria it's a nigerian restaurant and yeah. stuff, but like they talked about they used moe yeah like most of all these jollof fries i was expecting to just hear yeah. jollof rice. So yeah. yeah i was just expected yeah. to hear oh this is the best jollof so when i heard <laughs> moe i was like you know what well, fair enough like
2: and he was to about to try. he was about to kill or die for it he was on his knees for moi and moi. even the
3: song, even the song, it wasn't like a Boy song. Yeah, so like, yeah, okay,
2: yeah, yeah, I think the best Moimoi moi I've had has to be my mom and uh, Mega Chicken in Lagos. <laughs> I
3: was afraid. I was like, if you don't Please, call your you mom. Please,
2: if you go to Lagos, you have to buy Moimoi. Moi. Ah, come on now.
3: If you don't call your mom,
2: they'll cancel <laughs> you here. Shout out, Momsy. <laughs> Shout out, mumsy! <laughs> but yeah, nah. Um, I love that scene, and um, there's something about footballers and restaurants. I don't know what it is, but even even non-fiction footballers invest a lot in restaurants. I don't know why. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: There seems to I be think a it thing. Just makes sense. Yeah, I guess it's it's um it's an easy way for them to like when you see squad pictures and squad hangouts. A lot of them always go to restaurants, like just to chill and probably like.
3: To be honest, even, like, in real life, like, most times you meet your friends and stuff because you, you, you guys are going out for food. So, to be fair, like, yeah, you know, um, I get it. And I guess owning a restaurant as well is, like, it's one of the things, like, your clouts would help with. Like, people would go to a restaurant for, like, yeah, you know, oh, this footballer owns a cat, Yeah. You know, like, fans and stuff.
2: Yeah, it's it's good on Sam. I'm happy for him. Hope the the thing works out. Um yeah, because it seems like he's very passionate about it as well. So
3: Sam needs to link us to to his HR, shall, because the women they're hiring
0: <laughs> that
3: they cooking that they cooking that restaurant besides the food. I prefer not to speak. <laughs> I prefer not to
2: speak. I speak if trouble. I speak, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> so poor black businesses. I guess he's he's um he's bringing it back to the community. Love it for him. Love to see it. But, anyways, yeah, good episode so far. There's, there were other things in in the episode as well that brought some. I don't even know how to describe it, but like when Ted had to when he wanted to call his son to wish him good luck, and then
3: yeah, there was a lot of like emotion. Yeah, that was
2: very that was very it was very hard to yeah like because it's like
3: i felt i felt very bad yeah
2: because this is your marriage mm. counselor like it's one thing to have it's one thing to have your ex-wife move on to just a random guy then like you know the person that you guys used to talk about like your issues with so it's like when i was you know ranting is it that you were just giving yeah. me side eye in your head or, like
3: <laughs> yeah, di, di, no. These are that's the problem with these things because it's like you're you wondering, okay, when did it click? Yeah, is it like oh, immediately we walked in. He was like, I need that.
2: <laughs> we need that. He
3: was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, over oh, whoever these people are paying, I'm sabotaging this marriage. They don't know what. Yeah. Going. Or is it like he was genuinely a counselor and then it didn't work out? And so you know that's why like things will always get muddled, man. It's like I don't know. Like it's just it's just very weird. You know? Um so I hated that Ted had to be in that space. Even from like the fact that, you know, originally he forgot his phone, he had to try and call her number, he, sat, he realized he had forgotten it. Yeah. And then he called the landline, they didn't want to pick up. The whole thing just felt it was just like, yeah, it was just like ah oh, poor Ted man. Um
2: but yeah. yeah potted ported. Um I I felt really bad for him and to be honest, I think uh, i'm happy he has like a friend like beard um i know both times when
3: and he has a therapist yeah he as well. has a
2: therapist as well the f- when he when he forgot his phone you know beard was there to just let him know that like i'm all forgetting your ex-wife's number it's not a good thing or a bad thing it's just a thing like you don't have to deep it and then even when we when they were at the bar and like He was, you know, going through it. Just said, like, just get out some shots, man. Like, bring it to the table, yeah. (laughs) So he has that support system there, and um, I think it's gonna be, it's going to be a hard one because then Ted has to, Ted will have at the back of his mind throughout this season that his son is gonna be basically around this guy that he probably. I know Ted wouldn't say hate, but he probably is Mm -hmm. wondering you know what is this person's motive yeah it's very uncomfortable so like as a person how do you handle that like how do you i want to see where they take that yeah because you know he has a team to run he has a club to manage but at the same time he has his son who means the world to him
3: yeah and you could see like when he had like the panic attack during the game um that that was rough as well like you know Obviously, like, it goes without saying, like, divorces and child's play. like, heck, even at our age, like, going through breakups and stuff isn't easy, let alone, like, you know, a divorce after marriage with a kid and, you know, all, you know, like, I can see where Ted is because... You know, all those experiences, everything of like his pro, you know, he was probably happy when they were going to therapy of like, you know, she's actually giving it a go. We're not giving up on this. Yeah. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, in your head, you start asking yourself weird questions. How long did they yeah. wait? Was this always the plan? Was I, was she just stringing me along? You can know, drive you were crazy they having private sessions? You know, you, you can literally go nuts. Yeah. Like, um, but. You know, at the end of the day, you know, life life will always go on, um, and you just have to try and look forward. And yeah, luckily Ted has a very successful team to look at. Imagine they're fighting relegation. <laughs> no, obviously it's a feel good show, but like in football, normally like you can be battling, the yeah, coach, and then fighting yeah. relegation. They're just they're, ju- they're just yeah, them. and they're actually just yeah,
2: them. and you know the way football is like what you're going through, you can still come out and see pundits cooking the hell out of you, fans like, you know, me and you cooking the hell out of this person. Like why isn't why why isn't this person performing? Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, like there's chaos at the back of like and it just puts into perspective like these people are performing um like in the midst of all, like everything, basically. Like they they still have to show up and perform. There's no oh, you know This person is, this is, I mean, obviously there's exceptional circumstances, like maybe when someone passes away, but yeah, they still have to show up 95% of the time, if not more. So yeah, respect to Ted. Um, I hope, you know, he, this season, he finds that balance between like the love he has for his son and obviously the love he has for managing as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think he just, hopefully like his personal life gets better. And What's her name? I'm forgetting the name of um, Rebecca's friend that Ted used to hook up with. Sassy, yes, sassy
2: something. Sassy, yeah.
3: It, I don't know. When I saw her show up this episode, I was like, hmm, are they going to hook up again? I was like, that would be a bit unhealthy. Yeah, definitely. Like, in this space that Ted is in. Definitely. So I was like, ah. So when they started talking again, well, I don't
2: know. I wonder, I don't know.
3: Like, I feel like they could make a good couple, actually, if they were actually serious about it.
2: Yeah, they were... They had decent chemistry, um, I think. But yeah, wrong timing, like you said, definitely wrong timing.
3: That that scene too was also interesting because like you had like Rebecca and Keeley looking at all the exes basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: but I like the way they ended it. It's like, what's in the past? Let's move on, Jerry. Like on to better things. Like, and it's not, it's not (laughs) shade. Oh, do no. Rebecca.
3: Rebecca She's looking was funny looking funny in the light, like yeah.
2: When,
3: when she, <laughs> yeah, when, when she held that green matchbox. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> what was the psychic? Now cooking? that we've mentioned Rebecca, please, Imad, tell me your thoughts. <laughs> this guy puts
3: me in the spotlight <laughs> to discuss milk <laughs> he me to discuss milk in the spotlight
2: I didn't say nothing I just said tell me your thoughts you? <laughs> yeah,
3: Rebecca like Rebecca is played by what's her name Hannah Waddingham who's she's a really you know good looking lady um, it's so weird like you know I forget that she's the one from Game of Thrones that was
2: shouting shame yeah. with
3: Bell with Cersei like also,
2: also nurse, Jackson's uh, mom so. in Sex Education as well.
3: Yeah, she's one of his moms. And, uh, oh, yeah, one of his the moms. One that likes yeah. Run it. yeah, yeah. So like, Nah, she's a very well put together lady. Some, some, some would say good milk. Some, some would say she's a love meal.
2: Do they go by Imano? Some,
3: some, some, I beg your. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I> ha <have not. laughs> Oh uh, someone said it. in yeah, it. are listen the ones listening I didn't to- say. it. The ones listening to this podcast, the ones listening to this podcast, they know themselves. <laughs> they know themselves.
2: <laughs> oh my good. But yeah, no. Nah.
3: But I don't know, like I don't know, like I feel for her as well. Like I can see why she snapped at the sidekick of like someone having kids is a very sensitive yeah. thing, and obviously at her age, yeah. like she's probably tried to make terms with not having that dream. So for the psychic to say, oh, I see kids and a green matchbox, she was like, yeah, she had to snap at her and stuff. But I don't know. I don't know how the show end, like, because I liked her and Sam, like, I liked that storyline of, like, you know, sort of mystery dating or whatever. But also it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's just wrong. she's much older it than him. It is
2: just wrong.
3: Yes. I,
2: I... She's much older than him. She's his boss.
3: There's too many red flags Bro, to be very honest with you.
2: That was not oh. it. That was not it. <laughs> I mean, some would say the adrenaline from that, but you know, nah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did they know? Oh
2: uh, man. Yeah, nah, but I think Rebecca this season, I wanna see I wanna see what um I want
3: her to be happy, to be honest.
2: Yeah, yeah. that... And, like, just outside Richmond, like, she should just have, you know, everything she wants, to be honest. And this sounds very Christian-like, but, yeah, like, just, she seems to want companionship. Like, not even once, like, she seems to love companionship. And I love that. I love her friendship with Kili. Uh, mm-hmm. They're probably the most wholesome friendship in the show. Well, there's Coach Ted and Beard. But I think Keely yeah. and Rebecca probably take it for me. So yeah, I, I... There's Danny and Zavas Boots.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. That is My just basically. wrong. <laughs> Man basically said he lost his virginity to Zava's boots, you know.
2: <laughs> My god. A fanboy if I've ever seen one. We've we've spoken about a lot of a lot of things that, you know, came out on the show and I think this is the right time to talk about the most serious topic that was touched on by the show. And, you know, we saw Colin start and end the episode with his partner. And, yeah, it just brings to light again that today, you know, we don't have a a Premier League footballer that is gay. Well, that we know of.
3: openly, That's openly
2: gay. yeah. Yeah, that's openly gay. And we know how the culture of football still doesn't allow footballers to live their lives, you know, free of any criticism of their sexual life. So, um... Yeah. What do you... Do you like the way the show handled it?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, it was quite... um I think in general, like there's obviously you know scrutiny over like sexual lives once you're a public figure everywhere, really, like even outside of football. Yeah. Football is probably more so because it's very like masculine and
2: yeah,
3: a lot of testosterone and yeah. stuff around it. But but yeah, like the start of the episode was like okay, I liked that it was just a thing. Uh-huh. Like you know, there was a period where like shows almost kind of like forced themselves to you know always want to tell the story of somebody coming out of the closet and things like that Mm -hmm. i like that the show was mature enough to say like look he's gay pretty much like of the jump he's gay this is it you know carry Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. like this is his life kind of thing um and even just those early interactions in the episode of you know of him with his partner you know their dynamic seems interesting Yeah, it seems like um the guy I don't I don't even think we knew his name, but like he seems very laid back about it, Mm -hmm. and I don't know. He almost I always kind of felt like he was gaslighting Colin of like, oh you're clingy, oh you're this, oh that, and I'm like "Mm, I don't know about it, but like you could tell that Colin is struggling because he got into the car and he had to like say all these affirmations yeah to, to know that he's to feel like he's not less of a person less of a footballer yeah or anything and then personally like i laughed when they did like the opening song thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> the yeah. song starts and then he just hit hit the dumpster and then oh, it's funny stopped. but yeah like you know everything from even like you know going to the restaurant and he's introducing him as his wingman and all these types of things yeah and it's like you know there are people that actually have to live these lives. Yeah and you know for whatever you know for whatever it's worth like um you you want people to not feel like they can't be who they want to be um and it was almost a bit painful to see them telling stories of oh this is how he used to hit up with this person and i'll be like oh it was just like you know like i hate seeing people have to lie to belong yeah um it always just kind of, there's just a part of me that always kind of feels bad of like, almost like it shouldn't be this deep. Yeah. But yeah, obviously I think the show, you know, did a good job, like, you know, telling a very like pungent story as much as it's a very wholesome show. Like I like that, you know, it's, it, there's life lessons in there. There's, you know, there's, there's the storylines that you can emotionally attach to and stuff like that. Yeah. And to be honest, like I like that like it's Colin because like I don't think we know much about Colin to be very honest. With yeah. you. Like, he's just one of the players. Yeah. Um so yeah, so it's it's something cool and obviously we build up to that reveal mm-hmm. um where Trent Krim sees don't kiss in and it's like, you know, they are left with like, Okay, what is he going to do? Do you think do you think he's going to tell anyone? Do you think he's gonna just write it in the book? Do you think it's gonna confront him? Yeah. You know, I can't really get a handle on what he'll do especially because we had that conversation about what he did with Roy of like, you know, he was trying to make a name for himself. So I guess this is a show showing us like, you know, has, has he changed? really changed? Yeah. Is he better? Is he better or, you know, or is it just like a journalist? Is he really a journalist?
2: sensational journalist?
3: Yeah. Or will a journalist just be a journalist? So I think it's a lot of good questions. But yeah, what do you think he's going to do?
2: Um, I think he's definitely going to... He would release it, but he would think he's doing good work by releasing it. Um, I don't think he would expose the name, but uh, I think the show would probably go down the route of showing us how, again, reckless reporting on private lives of footballers can be very damaging. Um, either that, or maybe they just teach us a lesson of how reckless you know, reporting can be very damaging by him not actually releasing it. But I think he will release the story. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, um, I remember, I know we spoke before we came on about The Sun and when when The Sun, you know, said there's a Premier League footballer that's um, gay, but they didn't reveal the identity. But it's like the way they reported it was almost like this is something bad and like they... You know we need to move away from reporting on the private lives of footballers in that manner and reporting on their sexuality in that manner, so um yeah, I think that was that was one thing I took out of it, and then another thing I just took out of it is how you know we need to we need to change the culture of football to make sure that you know in years come by or come soon this is not something that we still have to you know talk about like um i know there's the rainbow campaign uh, rainbow laces campaign that we still do in premier league um i know we still you know talk about like the rights of L- the lgbtq community during um pride month but um yeah there's so much more that still needs to be done in football to make sure that like people are accepted for who they are. I know in the dressing room, there was a joke that even was mentioned, even before he joked about it himself. I can't remember what joke was said, but there was a joke, but it's like, if they knew he was gay, they probably wouldn't crack that joke. So Mm -hmm. yeah, just, um, yeah, it just highlights like the lack of awareness within like our community and football, you know? Yeah of accepting everyone we, we say it's an accepting sport but is it really accepting
3: exactly yeah exactly that's what I was going to say of like you know football has always been for decades now known as like the people's game of, yeah like, you know and I, and I say it to a lot of people like you know like one of the easiest ways you can make friends with someone is you know you talk about football like I remember my first ever day at, at my job back in scotland i didn't know anyone and you know someone just came up to me i'm like oh do you watch football and like yeah. all of a sudden we were talking for like hours yeah you know um it's the people's game because of that of like you know it can bridge gaps it can bridge things but like you know you want people to also feel like it accepts them like you know in general like football fans like that's why i don't like when people say "Oh, rich football fans or tourist football fans and all these things like football fans should be football fans you know? Yeah, um, you are united by the love of the sport yeah. um, you know um, so I don't think there should be like racism there should be discrimination there should be bigotry I don't think other yeah. things should exist in football yeah. um, because you know I think it, it's it's fascinating because like you know a couple of weeks ago when I was at the Emirates I looked around and like next to me was a guy from China next to me was a British guy Above me was um I think a guy was French. I was like it's so weird, like we're all from like and there were like American guys as well. And it's like it's so weird that like we are from different walks of life and like we're all sitting together because we love the sports, we yeah. love in that case, we love Arsenal. Yeah. And it's just like yeah, like I always say in life of like you and whoever the next person is, like you have more things in common that you don't. Yeah. Like, so I feel like, yeah, you know, um, Things like this are important. Representation matters.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
3: someone living their life should not like cause you problems,
2: basically. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think again, Ted Lasso really does good work of highlighting, you know, what football does well for us in terms of like just bringing people closer together and and um, just showing us how the love of the game is really universal. But at the same time, also showing where we can still improve and. You know, the toxic community that it can be at times. So, yeah. um, Any final thoughts on this episode before we call it a day? I know our ogre at the top must be seething. This is 35 minutes and recording still.
3: <laughs> Please, if they suck us, I beg you guys. Uh, <laughs> suck suck-, suck- is real.
2: Oh, my God. Now, you guys, we need to have a petition written to our producer for us to extend the episodes. Like. The episodes are fifteen minutes long, and he's telling us to cram it in thirty minutes. Please write to your write to our producer. I can drop his details, but let me. You can just write the petition to our social media pages. But yeah, Imran, any final thoughts? Yeah, I was just trying to see
3: if like I could find confirmation of of like the next episode. But I believe next episode is when we get the West Ham match
2: oh uh, no nah. that confirm. should be good that should be good
3: well I think that next episode we get it um and yeah was it Mersin I was talking about Nate being a tactician no it wasn't so it no, wasn't it was someone on the, the panel
2: yeah
3: yeah I can't remember the other guy <laughs> the guy killed me when was like, he, me, he was like he you he was like last last just has Zava according <laughs> him Coach of the Year
2: Zava and Vibes he
3: a weird analogy yeah who fit up <laughs> to Zava labs? <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh you just loop it up to zava coach of the year <laughs> like nate, nate is doing the real tactics
2: oh, that, that, that
3: that's one thing i feel like as much as the episodes are longer now i feel like it's one problem i have of like you know nate is supposed to be a main character and i feel like we have barely seen him except the first episode it would have been good if we saw like a west ham game i yeah. think like that might still come like to just see something from his perspective, like what a day in his life
2: kind of looks like.
3: But
2: yeah. Yeah. Moving forward, it'll probably be bring like join the two worlds closer together with the rivalry and yeah, everything going on. So, yeah. But on that note, yeah. Thank you so much again, Emmanuel for jumping on. Appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much um, to our listeners for listening so far. And, um, Thank you for listening to all our other episodes as well. We've recently done an episode on Rain Dogs. And Succession is back. Succession is back. The Roy family is back. So please um, listen to our episode on the season 4 premiere of Succession. Um, we're going to be doing coverage on that throughout the season as well. So please tune in and make sure to share, like and review. Um, and we've done episodes on Yellow Jackets as well. So yeah, we've got lots of content for every pocket of listener. So please, please, please like, share, review, and tell your friends about Popcorn for Dinner. Thank you very much. Peace.